The biggest sale of the year is officially open August 21st through Sunday, the 27th. I'm offering a whopping $350 off my life-changing home management system that you can complete in just four weeks. So you can go from overwhelmed to organized. Systemize Your Life isn't just any online course. It's an opportunity to completely transform your life and take back control of your schedule, your clutter, your cleaning, routines, to-dos, and even your relationships. Systemize Your Life is a plug-and-play, color-coded system that leads you step-by-step through not just creating, but also implementing your home management system so you can rest well at night, not wake up to dirty dishes and piles of laundry every day, make time for yourself, like a workout or two, once or twice a week, date nights, have kids and a husband that actually help out, and most certainly, finally say goodbye to that never-ending to-do list. This is where you start, and it's on sale right now. Go to chelseajoe.co backslash S-Y-L. Be sure to use code back to school on your VIP checkout to get 12 months access, a full year access to the four-week home management method, plus coaching with our dedicated student success coach, a private student community with daily support for homework and all of the questions that you have, plus connecting and networking with other work from home and stay at home moms. And right now with that code back to school, you're getting the most epic bonuses we have ever had done for you time blocks. That's right. We are hand delivering all your time blocks done for you. Our escape your clutter and live mess free method plus our family budgeting system and hundred percent free and included is the full access to systemize your biz as well. This is your chance to not only save big, but score big with these bonuses and this discount again, chelseajoe.co backslash S Y L can't wait to meet you inside. Now, what do you say? Let's get started with day three of the back to school series. It's day three. I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to today's episode. I am just really curious if you are kind of like me in this way or if you are not. Are you typically the fun person in the family or are you not the fun person in the family? Have you ever been called a bump on a log? (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, like, do you do anything fun or like randomly unexpected or silly? I don't. I really don't, but sometimes I get a little quirky and you know what? I am going to take you on a challenge right now to get a little quirky right here in the middle of this amazing five-day back-to-school series on the podcast. I want you to do me a huge favor. If you have learned anything so far, if you are loving what you're learning in these first two, three days, if you are excited to learn more, if you're excited about what we're going to talk about today, Maybe you've had an aha moment or maybe you're just flat out inspired and motivated. I want you to celebrate with me. If you've experienced any of those things, I want you to celebrate by doing something super simple, maybe even a little bit silly and out of your comfort zone. I want you to go give your kids a random high five or a hug or do a little dance in the laundry room or the kitchen. Yes, like right now, honk your horn if you're driving or give like a big redneck yeehaw if you got one in you. And celebrate. Air high five yourself if you're home alone. Your commitment to this series means that you want to grow and you want to do better. And I am so here for that. I am so excited for you. I wish I could celebrate in your laundry room with you. I wish I could come over and vacuum and fold clothes and do all the fun mom things with you. 
we still have three full days of learning left. So we're going to jump in today. We're talking about five very specific things that you need to get organized in order to have better mornings before school and easier transitions. When you get the kids home, obviously when they're at school, we're talking about a whole different thing, right? They're at school. There's other things that we could talk about for that. But what I want to talk about is like actually getting them there. And when you get them home, how to make the most of those moments. And obviously I'm going to really give you some super tangible and practical, like actual lists of things that you can organize. But I think it's so important for you to understand before we even go there and you're like, man, it's okay. I'm fine doing what I'm doing. Or maybe I'll tweak one or two of these things. I want you to really buy into this idea of how much your lack of organization is actually causing you and the kids to have so much more stress. And I know you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know you don't have to convince me. Just tell me all the things that I need to go fix. But honestly, Have you ever sat down and just thought about the increased levels of stress that you have in the morning because you didn't get up early enough or because you let the kids sleep in too long or because you didn't have their lunches packed or because you didn't have the dishes done or you didn't have the laundry done? That well-being, like your daily life and your overall mental and emotional state is important. It's important to how you show up, not just for those kids, not for your spouse, not for your house, which is what we always talk about around here, but how you show up for what you're supposed to actually be doing. Because of course you're supposed to be doing those things, but you're so much more than that. You are so much more than the person that has all these jobs to do and a long list of things to get done. And you never get to show up and actually be her because you're just so tired, overwhelmed, bogged down by the fact that you don't feel like you're getting anything done, even though you're working and you're wasting time, it impacts you and your mood, the clutter and disorganization in these little spaces that you're trying to process people through, like that is actually what you're doing. You're a people processing plant, (laughs) right? Like literally actually tripping over things and struggling to navigate through like the, which are the clean and the dirty underwear? Like, I don't even know today. I don't really even know. So we're going to do a smell test. Like if that's where you're at, it's a problem and it's stressful. And then you feel bad because we're sniff testing our kids underwear. Like what is actually happening? This is what we want to, you don't even have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. You also, I mean, in every, in every nook and cranny of your life, right? There is an opportunity for you to say, I am going to take control of this. I'm going to become efficient. I'm not going to have a negative self-perception of myself anymore. No more guilt, no more failure for not being able to keep my house organized. I mean, that really impacts your self-esteem, which makes it harder for you to show up for yourself, for your friends, for your family, for your kids, for anybody, right? Let alone trying to actually... And this is where it's like this thing where we as moms always have a tendency to deprioritize our ability to make income or our abilities to volunteer and pour into other people because we're so bogged down by this little teeny tiny micro, you know, culture and economy that we have created inside of our home. But the truth of the matter is, is that you have skill sets that you were given, whether or not you are choosing to use them to make money right now or not is not the point. It's that you were made for that. 
you were made for all of these things. And I want you to be able to succeed at all of them at your max capacity, right? Spending actual hours of your day putting out fires that were completely preventable and chasing your own tail simply because of your lack of organization is flat out defeating. It's demoralizing, especially when you have to go through it over and over and over again. So much of your overwhelm could be gone in a few days with a few simple tweaks to the way that you are organizing things. And today we're going to look at five really, really, really simple and easy ways to get this done to help you with the hustle and bustle of school. It's not about what you are capable of or if you're a good mom or a bad mom. It's simply about the tools that you are or aren't using. I was actually drowning in newborn life. Like before I had this home management system that I'm currently using and got my act together and had my house organized, I had a newborn baby and another kid that I had to get out the door to school on time. It was absolute craziness. We had shared parenting time with my daughter's biological dad. I was newly married. I had this crazy reality check of what in the world that was going to truly be like with me working outside of the house and trying to run my event-based business that I had at the time. I was cleaning and cooking for four people. My husband was home and then he wasn't, and then he was home and then he was home and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't, and then he home. Constantly here and there at the fire station, there was so many late nights, piles of laundry, curdled milk in the bottom of the sink from dishes that sat there for days on end because I had found that, you know, oh, we're going to use paper plates that I had left over from a birthday party to do anything because I was so exhausted and wanted to get out of doing the dishes. They sat there and they sat there and they sat there. I was up all night nursing a baby and scrolling through Pinterest, looking for schedules and workflows and meal plans and the how to organize my pantry blogs and any other blog I could find to try and help me build a workflow or anything. I was grasping at straws to get organized. And I want you to know so clearly that I was just as burnt out and fed up as you are feeling right now. I've, I just gave up. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I made my own ham- home management system <laughs> that over the last five years, I've perfected into what is now a four-week method so that you can actually get to where I am now without years of throwing spaghetti at the wall. That was the whole point of what I had gone through was to try and take this experience, right? And be able to provide it in a way that allowed moms to not have to go through what I went through to be able to have this incredible relief. So I invite you to come and learn and implement my four-week home management method so you can get organized and say goodbye to long, hard, grueling, exhausting days that don't amount to anything and leave you with nothing but constant overwhelm that you really just don't know how to get out of. I've been running my home management method for five years straight, and it is truly, truly, truly what has allowed me to grow this business, to take it from this little teeny tiny side hustle that I had little teeny tiny 30 minute increments that have now built over to my full-time job. Even more rewarding than that is being able to make eye contact with my kids Stop being late and missing appointments, being able to have date nights and family connection without screens, make it to the gym, take care of myself, just be able to keep up on my nutrition and my supplements, keep my dishes and my laundry done, be able to declutter my entire home and honestly just stinking enjoy the gift of being a wife and a mom for all that it is. I can't tell you how nice that deep breath actually 
feels. And I want you to just be able to take a deep breath with me. Come now, right now to chelseajoe.co backslash S-Y-L and see if Systemize Your Life is the answer that you have been looking for too. I also think that these next five things that we're going to dive into are going to seriously be so fun for you to start working on right now. Back to school is no joke. It is a hard transition for everyone involved, and I guarantee you these things are going to help you. Be sure you catch all of the details that I'm about to give you, so make sure you have a pen and paper. There's going to be four very, very, very specific bullet points in all five areas that you need to organize to be able to have more success with your school year and with your kiddos this year. So the first area we're going to talk about is a drop zone. Okay. So just write drop zone really big on your paper. And then I want you to put four bullet points underneath it. What the heck is the drop zone and why do we need to organize it? Number one in your drop zone, I want you to organize hooks for backpacks or cubbies for backpacks, whichever one is easiest. You do not have to have a ton of money to do this. And you could also spend a ton of money if you wanted to do this. <laughs> you could go either way. I didn't have any money at all, at all, at all, at all. Somebody just made a comment in the Facebook group the other day that was like, oh, you have to be rich. You have to have a nanny. You have to have this. You have to have that. And I'm just like, I never had that. I still don't. I never had that. I literally was organizing with cereal boxes. I would cut down the tops of them, my Ziploc bags. I would cut them out and I would use my masking tape to tape them together. And and I still use cardboard as dividers in drawers. Like still, we I still use those to this day. I would go into my friends' houses and I would do that. Like this stuff does not cost money, but it takes your time. It takes your intention. It takes your effort. It takes your heart. And if your heart is here with me, then go do this and stop making excuses. Okay. So figure it out. Don't let money be an excuse to keep you from doing that next step and getting your organization in place because it doesn't have to look like Pinterest. And to be quite honest, it's never going to look like Pinterest. I don't care how hard you try because I've tried really hard <laughs> and it still doesn't look like Pinterest and it doesn't even stinking matter. And it's not going to look like Instagram either. Right? So get whatever hooks or cubbies you can for your backpacks a place for the kids shoes. That's number two. Number three, the third bullet point is a place to unload the backpacks and lunch boxes. So your drop zone should be very, ours is in the garage. If you have a mud room that you come in through, make it there. We just don't have a mud room because there's never mud in Arizona. There's a lot of dirt, but there ain't no rain. No, just kidding. We've had a lot of rain, but we just don't have that in our house. And so there's a little spot inside the garage where they do this. And it didn't make sense to put it in the front door because we never come in the front door. And in the old house, I had it in right by the front door and everything got dropped at the garage door and I was constantly taking everything over. It didn't work. So make sure that this drop zone is close by where your kids are going to come in from school, whatever door that is. So they may not be dropping lunch boxes right there, but they should be able to hang up their backpack, pull their stuff out and like have a place to set their stuff down as they take everything out of their backpack that needs to come out. And then the fourth one is in that area, have a chart or a list of things that they need to do right away. So an example of this for us, what the kids have to do is to wash their hands. And then after they've undone the backpack and all of that, right? The very next thing is to wash their hands, take off their shoes, and then go to the kitchen table. And then that is going to lead us into number two, the number two area, um, 
which, and it actually says homework station. Okay. So it's wash your hands, take off your shoes, and then head over to the homework station. That's after they've unloaded their backpacks. Okay. I don't like my kids walking around in their shoes that they have had at school all day. Mainly we've talked about this already because they're full of sand and they're also just nasty. Okay. Number two is the homework station. So a homework station is something that is going to absolutely change your life. Absolutely change your life. It is crazy how sometimes the smallest things can make such a huge actual radical change to behavior, to efficiencies, to how quickly like homework can be a real sore subject for a lot of families and having a a homework station will absolutely change everything. Ours is at the kitchen table. Your homework station can be wherever you want it to be, but here are four things that you should be considering and including and organizing for your homework station. Number one is have a tote, a tub, a bin of some sort that has little dividers where all of your kids supplies that they typically need for homework would be like pencils, pens, erasers, the pencil sharpener, please like the extra erasers that go on the end, you know what I'm talking about? And like an actual, I forget what they call it. Like a, what are those pink old school, like gummy erasers or a bubble gum? I don't know what they're called. You know what I'm talking about? And they're in some like mathematical shape, (laughs) parallelogram, You know, have lots of those on hands. They could be the fun ones, but I don't feel like those work as well. Okay. Scissors, glue stick, ruler, calculator, crayons, etc. Have all of those things. Don't be running to the craft room. Like I can't tell you how amazing this is to just have this in one little toe. And Target is an amazing place to find these things, especially right now. Like go to Target right now and they have all these caddies out because it's back to school. That is an incredible piece of device right there. I'm always like, man, I just want to sit and do an episode in the quote unquote dollar section. Nothing's a dollar in there, by the way, nothing that you want anyway. Everything's three or five dollars there, but it's okay. Five dollars for one of these little caddies is amazing. And I also got my cleaning caddy from there as a side note. Okay. Let me get back on track because we have some ground to cover. Number two in your homework station is music and a playlist. Boom. Didn't expect that, did you? You should absolutely have access to your kid's favorite homework playlist. Maybe it's classical. Maybe it's not. I don't know what it is, but make sure you have that and use it well. Number three, snacks. That's why we have ours at the kitchen table. You could create a really cool homework station that it that has like a ball that they can sit on some, because they've been sitting at desks all day. The last thing they want to do is stand, right? I mean, is sit, they may want to stand. They might want to run around. Maybe part of your drop zone is they get to go run for 15 minutes before they come in and do homework. I don't suggest it. I suggest you go straight to the homework table and get it done. Well, we have a homework table. You can have a homework station or call it whatever you want, but we definitely have snacks there and that bribes them It actually baits them and it pulls them in just like a hooked fish and it gets them to sit down (laughs) and do their homework. So I always try and have a really yummy snack for them. And then fourth here is a bin for homework and it could be a filing system somewhere near the homework station needs to be the place where they keep their homework. My kids, they keep their homework for a week, like full seven days. They get it on Friday and they don't turn it back in until Friday. So Thursday night, we have to make sure that it goes back in the backpack. And so it, we have to go pick it up from that bin every single time. It doesn't stay in the backpack. You may not have the same situation depending on how old your kids are. 
whatever, if they have multiple classes because they have multiple periods throughout the day, I would just get like a hanging filing or a stacking filing system and I would label them by category. Our kids just have a packet right now. So they can both just go in the homework bin and then they, they know exactly where to go to get it before they sit down at their homework station. Number three is, you're waiting for this one, you knew this was coming, is the lunchbox packing area whatever you want to call this. I was like, man, I got to come up with a cool name for this one. Couldn't find it. I was like, let's just do this. It's your lunch lunchbox packing area, right? So here's the four things that you need to consider when you're organizing this space. This is a humdinger. This is a real humdinger for so many families. Number one, organize your ice blocks. Find one bin. You can put plastic in the freezer, like an actual organization tote, and you can write on it in Sharpie that says that this is only for ice blocks. We have a door, like a cubby in the door and they're all organized in there. I'll snag a picture of it and put it over in Instagram. So you, if you're catching this episode actually on day three on Wednesday, when it goes live, then I will be sure to share that so you can see it. That's number one. Number two is to set up spe- a specific shelf or bin or cubby of some sort for the lunch bags and all the lunchbox things that they need. So if they have dividers, if they have utensils, the napkins, everything that they need to put in to their lunch bag along with the bag should be in one specific spot. Number three is to use bento style boxes. So we use the bent go B E N T-G-O. Target sells them. Amazon sells them. You can also get them off their website. Costco actually has them two in a kit right now. Super cheap back to school. And I'm obsessed, obsessed. I will never pack lunches and anything else. If you're not currently using them, you have to be. It makes packing lunch so easy, not only for you, but it makes it fun for the kids. They also have um, spill proof inside of them. Each compartment doesn't transfer liquid which is super cool. So you can put ketchup and ranch. You can put yogurt. We just did cottage cheese. You can put all kinds of stuff in there. So it's super versatile for the kids. It just has one lid and it stays attached. You're never looking for lids. Makes packing a lunchbox insanely easy. And they're very, very, very durable. Number four is to have one shelf in the fridge specifically for lunch foods that your kids love. So again, from Target, I have what's called a book bin or some people call it a file bin and it's like tapered. It goes higher in the back and lower in the front. And there's like a spot for a label target actually has clear ones. And so I use those and they hook together right, like right next to each other. They have them in the, in the classrooms, which is why target has them right now. If you can snag the clear ones, you are in luck. The other ones that are solid are great, but then you can't see through them to see what's actually in there. So having clear bins in your fridge really does help. But if you can't find that, I didn't have clear ones for a long time. And every time I went to Target, I just kept looking for them and I finally snagged them and I caught a bunch of them. I was like, somebody's going to need these. I might need them. I am an organizing tote and bag tote person like maniac. I'm, I, I don't hoard them, but I do have way too many of them. So you want to make sure that that area is stocked. So 
in that section for me, I actually have it broken down even further. It used to just say lunches, but now it's all of like the animal. So meat, cheeses, that kind of thing. And then we have the breads next to it and then the fruits next to that. So it's like boom, 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 right there. Everything that the kids need. And then you could even do like fruit and veggies in that one thing. If you keep your applesauces in there or your little cuties or whatever, and that's everything that they could need for lunches. And I'll say this, I haven't talked about this yet, but the reason why I'm talking about all of this the way that I am is because it allows your kids to get involved in the process. When you have all of this stuff organized, yes, which is all I've been talking about, is it's going to make it easier for you. But the next step, the next step after you get this down pat is now saying, hey, will you please? And you start training them to be involved in the process. So now you're just sitting over there making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing while you're doing a few things instead of you doing four or five or six things as everyone's trying to get out the door, right? Okay, number four, we got two more to go. Number four is their bathroom. Huge, huge, huge part of getting out the door on time every single morning. Number one thing is to get everything that they need in one place in their bathroom. Number two, like it shouldn't be scattered in multiple bathrooms and multiple bedrooms, get it in one place. Number two, bring it all down low where they can get to it. So for me, we have a step stool for the youngest and nothing is up high. Everything is within her reach and her step stool folds. We tried one that didn't fold and it was in the way. And then she wouldn't do the things that she needed to do because it was too hard for her. It was too much work, right? So any resistance, remove it. Make sure that everything is down low where they can access everything. Number three Make sure that you're on top of stocking what they need. So the wash rags, toilet paper, Kleenex, toothpaste, the little flossers that they use, the hand soap, everything that they could possibly need in the morning before they're supposed to go to school. Make sure that you keep it stocked or guess what you're going to hear while you're trying to pack the lunch, while you're trying to make the breakfast. Mom, we're out of toilet paper. Mom, I need toothpaste. And it's those little things that are going to trip you up. Okay. Number four is to keep all of the must use items. So the things that you want them to be using and they have to do like brushing their teeth, putting on deodorant, brushing their hair, all that kind of stuff put it on the counter, get it in front of their face. Just like all humans, if we are trying to build habits, it needs to be visible. So have a cute little cup, one for like the toothbrush and the toothpaste, and then you can have one for the hairbrush and the deodorant. Obviously, I would, mine are separate. (laughs) And then once your kids get the hang of that, you you can put them away. It's also cool if you have them in a basket and you have an empty space underneath your sinks. So if you want all of that to be cleared, say companies coming over, you just pull the bins and you put them down underneath. It works really, really well. Number five, last area. If you didn't think I was going to cover this, I absolutely would not forget the school clothes. You have to number one, have your laundry system in place and flushed out. So you aren't running out of clean clothes and doing a smell test. (laughs) Which look, we're going to, we're going to air our dirty laundry here, aren't we? We absolutely are. It happens and it stinks when it does and it makes us feel bad and it's terrible. And I'm guilty of it from time to time, but I will say that my laundry system is in better place now than it ever has been, ever, ever, ever has been. And we're not outsourcing it anymore. 
we moved and we're a little bit further away, a lot of bit further away from my grandmother. Um, my 91-year-old grandmother has always done the girls' laundry. It was endearing to her and we loved that she had that connection with the kids, but we moved much further from her. And then my mother-in-law were further from her as well. And she has other commitments now that doesn't give her the time to be able to do that. She also loves it so much. And so we're doing it all on our own now. And I'm so excited for it. I made sure that I fleshed out a system that really works for us. And that allows us to have clean clothes for the kids. Number two is to label all drawers. So picking out and finding outfits is super easy, either with pictures if your kids can't read yet or with actual labels. I know it seems like, why would I do that? They know where their socks are. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You also know where the cereal is. You also know where the forks are. You also know where all the things are, but we talk about labeling all of the time. It's one of the actual steps that we talk about and that I require inside of the escape method that you do get for free as a huge killer bonus. And we go through all of this, actually, if you come in and use the back to school code right now. Um, and jump inside of Systemize Your Life. So we definitely will be supporting you through all of this organization if you come in um, inside as a VIP student, which is really cool. But we, you have to label things because your brain is already thinking about too much. And so as much guesswork as you can take out of things and having to remember the easier it's going to be, the more effective, more efficient, and the more likely you are and the kids are to actually follow through with these things. Number three is to organize all accessories, socks, shoes, sports attire, anything in clearly labeled bins. Do not mix this stuff together. Make sure that the amount of hair bows, you guys, the hair bows and the headbands and the scrunchies and the accessories and the hair clips, there's a lot. Um, and so we've pared down to what <laughs> I guess we think is appropriate. It's still far too many, but we've definitely pared down and maybe you have boys, right? Make sure that your socks are where they're supposed to be and that their cleats are where they're supposed to be versus their regular shoes versus their practice clothes versus their school clothes versus their gym clothes, right? Like we don't, our gymnastics clothes need to be pulled out and separated from everything else. Our same thing with our swimsuits, right? So this is really, really, really important because this is a huge part. And if your kids are wearing uniforms, it's no different because you still need to make sure that they have all of the pieces of their uniform that are actually supposed to be there every single day. And you want this to be something that doesn't cause friction or frustration in the morning last, but certainly not least, as we clock in another 30 minute episode here is to number four, have a designated spot in the room in their bedroom, each bedroom that has their next day clothes for them and lay them out the night before. Do not do this in the morning. You must be laying out clothes the night before having all of this here in number five, which is this kind of school clothes category, having all of that flushed out is going to like everything else that we talked about, but this specifically is going to make your mornings so much easier. That is a wrap on day three of the back to school series. I'm super pumped to meet you back here tomorrow for day four. Please come over, hang out in the Facebook group. Make sure you're keeping up on your emails as we dive in deeper, not only into the series, but everything that is included. Um, if you are considering becoming a student, a VIP student inside of Systemize Your Life. So 
have at it. Go have fun. Take pictures if you do end up organizing and share them. I personally will be commenting on everyone that shares their pictures. I can't wait to see them. And I also can't wait to meet you back here for day four on the back to school series where we are going to be diving deep, diving really, really deep into how to connect with your kids when school starts. One of my favorite things, so near and dear to my heart. I'll meet you back here real soon.